and welcome back to the BuildWit Internal Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Aaron Witt, and today I am joined with my co-host, Alex Horton. Hey, hey. Surprise. Alex is now involved in the internal podcast. He is taking over all of the podcasts. I don't even have one on my own. Yep. So I can't just preach on my soapbox to all of you. With a microphone. I can just delete your part of every podcast yeah, you can, now. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> can we have a catchy jingle for this one too? Uh, I've got one um, right on my desktop. But... I need a catchy jingle. Oh, it's pretty one. catchy. I feel good about it. All right, good. It is, it is less Home Depot commercial than Dirt Talk though. Okay. Um, which I and, think it might be cool. Well, and I guess if, if for those that are listening to this right now, they will have already heard the catchy jingle at the beginning of this episode. They will. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty meta. Technology. <laughs> Holy smokes. So the topic today is about how to look and act on a job site, correct? Yep. It's really, really, really important for a few reasons that we're going to get into. Um, so this is important for people that have been around a while. Um, not a lot of you have been on job sites frequently, and there's some nuances there that we want to discuss. And for you new people, it's just going to give you a brief rundown on what you need to wear and how you need to act. Because like I said, it is crucial that we get this one right or else we will get written off very quickly. Yeah, and I'm I'm an ideal person to have on this podcast because I hardly know how to look or act on a job site. That, that's just great. Yep. Well, let me tell you, Alex. Okay. Let's get into it. I'm ready. The importance behind looking like you're supposed to be on a job site is it really comes down to the pride that this industry has. So the pride that the blue collar worlds, the dirt world has is one of my favorite things about this world. Everyone is extremely proud of what they do, why they do it, how they do it. Uh, but there's, there's some downsides to pride. And that is that it breeds a, 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 a group that likes to be with like-minded people. So if, if they know someone doesn't work as hard as they do, they don't want anything to do with them. And so when you, when you stand out on a job site and as, you know, why do we go to job sites? We go there to tell our story and to get to know these people. But if we show up looking like asshats, which is the best term I can use for, the, for, for, for this, if we show up looking like asshats, no one's going to want us to tell their story. No one's going to want to talk to us. Mm -hmm. And they don't give a shit about how good of a personality you have. They don't care about you if you don't first look the part and look like you're supposed to be there. It sounds extreme, but that is the reality of the world we live in. And it's just a basic form of respect, too, to when you show up to someone's job site, you just you want to be respectful of these people. And so a basic reform of respect is making sure your, your safety gears on yep. and that that's a non-negotiable, but just making sure that you kind of look natural. Obviously, you're not going to look totally natural. Obviously, you know, you're behind a computer most of the time. Yep. You're not on a job site like these people are, but you at least kind of know what the hell's going on is really what we're after here. Mm -hmm. So now that's, 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 that could be, you no, know, this is a dichotomy. You could take it too far. And you could try to act like Mr. Know-it-all. Not at all what I'm saying. That would be the, the worst thing you could do. So you can still ask very simple questions. You can still be curious. You can still act like you don't know what you're doing. But, but as far as how you are on a job site, be respectful, look the part. 
my first job site with you was with Southern Site. And what I really got out of it was getting to have a conversation with both uh, Ryan, their president, and Toby, their safety officer. And I would say probably 50% of the things I asked were things I knew the answer to. Mm-hmm. But from like a getting to know them perspective, I feel like I was trying to come up with questions that would spur a conversation that they're maybe interested in having. And I'll ask questions all the time that are about things I think I know what's going on, but you never know either. You know, like, hey, why are you using this machine to do that? Oh, well, this is why. And it'll be something I, I'll be proven wrong all yeah. the time. And so I guess now we're talking about questions. So one of the biggest thing you can do while you're on job sites is to be curious and to be genuinely curious and to ask as many questions as you can mm-hmm. in a thoughtful manner. Don't be an annoying ass, but approach these people with humility for, for them, for their work, and, and express genuine curiosity. People like to talk about themselves. People like to talk about what they're doing. Going back to the pride thing, these people are very proud. They want to talk about what they do day to day. So take advantage of that and just talk to them. Uh, you don't have to ask them crazy, thoughtful questions. You can just say, you know, I ask people all the time. One of my first questions is, so what are you guys doing today? explain what you're doing? Or I walk up to a mechanic working on a truck. So what's broken? And how are you fixing it? Yeah. And they'll just run through A to Z on how they're doing everything. And that opens up the door for other opportunities down the road. Or if nothing else, you just learned about a differential on a truck that you wouldn't have otherwise known about. And now you can take that piece of information along with you to maybe better serve that partner. Maybe show what the hell you know what you're doing on the job site, down the road, whatever it may be. I think typically people love talking about things that they really like. And everyone, for the most part, really loves what they do in this industry. Yeah, and especially people that have have been in the industry for a long time. It's Mm -hmm. like, I know nothing about what you're doing. I would love to ask you a couple questions about it. And I feel like for the most part, really in, in, in any industry, they're down to talk about why it's awesome and why they like doing it. But but if you come at it from an insincere way, which is really anywhere, they're going to pretty tell pretty quickly tell you to fuck yourself. Yep. And so that's the really key thing here is is just maintain a very genuine sense of curiosity and humility. Going back to our, our values. Stay humble or be humbled. Yep. I don't act like I'm supposed to be on any job site still to this day. I have zero sense of entitlement. I have zero sense of understanding that particular job site. I've been on a lot of job sites. That doesn't matter. I don't know what that what's going on that particular job site. From a safety perspective, I don't understand the specific safety concerns in that site. I've never been on it before. So I consider myself to be relatively knowledgeable as far as safety concern, but I can't act like I know what the hell I'm doing from a safety perspective on any one specific job site until I've asked those questions, seen the site for myself, and really gotten and understand what the hell they're doing there. Mm-hmm. So that's key. Now going on to Apparel and PPE. PPE, very, very important. Uh, Let's go to another one of our values. Be the example. So we really want to set the standard as far as safety is concerned. The One of the most visible parts of safety and our safety plan or anybody's safety plan is PPE, personal protective equipment. So that includes a hard hat. That includes glasses, safety glasses. So make sure you have clear and, and dark glasses for during the day. We need to make sure everyone has clear glasses. That's important. I noticed people don't have those in Arizona. That means uh, you have your high-vis vest on at all times, and that means you have boots on, mm-hmm. leather boots. 
really, really important. Yep. And even if our partners are not enforcing, say you're on a pave, you're around a paving crew and the guys aren't wearing hard hats, that doesn't matter. We still wear hard hats. Yep. Our standards are the standard because that is where the industry needs to go, make the dirt world a better place. People on paving crews need to be wearing fucking hard hats. Yep. And if they're not, they're behind. And I want to show up wearing hard hats for them to sit there and question and be like, okay, they visit a lot of job sites and they're wearing hard hats even when we're not. Is there something missing here? Yep. So PPE is very important. And then that goes to just apparel in general. Always wear jeans. Jeans are the safest bet. Just wear jeans. Everybody wears jeans unless you want to wear coveralls or overalls, which I'm a huge fan of. But wear jeans. Um, that is the go-to pant. Man, woman, child, whoever the hell you are, I would highly suggest just sticking with jeans because that is what everyone wears. Yep. And as far as a shirt's concerned, I wear fishing shirts. You can, I, I used to wear flannels. Sometimes I'll wear you know, like a heavy Patagonia t-shirt, uh, but nothing. Uh, most of the shirts I wear on the weekends, I would not really wear on a job site. Okay. So, but what do you say on the weekend? What's, what's, what's like the difference there? I'm like curious. on Sunday, I wore a t-shirt, like a Coors. Just like a t-shirt. Beer t-shirt. t-shirt. Got it. I'm not going to wear that on a job site. Sure. Okay. Or, you know, I, I, uh, maybe some fancy pair of pants. I'm not going to wear those on a job site. I'm going to, I'm going to look like I'm supposed to be on a job site and the, and the clothes I wear too. If I get a grease stain on my pants or a grease stain on my shirt, it is what it is. Yeah, big, big deal. Big deal. You lean up a piece of against a piece of equipment. It just got greased that morning. You get a big glob of grease on your pants. You're never getting that son of a bitch out. Yeah, it's there forever. So you just want to show up on on site with with clothes that that can get dirty as well. It's mm-hmm. a dirty environment, and in theory, if you have to go hop in a ditch, should be prepped to do it. You should be prepped to do it. So. Um, I guess that's another point about PPE is the dirtier your boots are, the better. Yep. And the, yeah, wear, wear them before you show up to the job site. I would highly, highly recommend that. Yes. And especially just new leather boots. It takes a few days to break the damn things in. Jeez. Yeah. Um, as far as boots are concerned, I'm a big Ariat fan. I'm talking to corporate right now about working out a deal. So highly recommend them. And I talk about that a lot. What do you, do you know what kind of model your boots are? I like yours a lot. I've got pull-ons. That are like tall that I I wanted some pull-ons anyway. Yeah, but they're just like a lot, and if I had to get on a plane with them, that might just be overwhelming. I am uh, Ariat Square Toed Cascade. Making a note for myself. So, and in the PPE, the deal is it's just non-negotiable everywhere. So I know traveling with it is a little inconvenient, but you bring your damn hard hat everywhere. You bring your damn vest everywhere. It's a bad look when you show up to a partner and have to ask for a vest and a hard hat. Because that says oh, yeah. we not don't prepared. do this. Yeah, we're not prepared, and we don't do this an- often enough to have our own hard hat and vest. Big problem there. How do you fly with your hard hat? I usually pack it in my duffel. Okay, um, but if I'm going somewhere for typically more than a week at a time, or somewhere cold where I need extra clothing, I have to put it on on my backpack outside of my backpack, and I just throw it somewhere in the overhead when I travel. But I always travel with my boots on. And if your boots are not comfortable enough to travel in, you're probably wearing the wrong boots. Yeah, it's probably not the, the right choice if you can't just walk on a plane with them on. No. And even, even, even boots. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make people too self-conscious here, but even people look at boots and they're, they're forming opinions on, about you based on your boots even. Yep. And if you're wearing the wrong kind of boots, 
you you stand out. Um, so the the boots that are very common, Ariat, Red Wing, Justin, those are pretty the pretty much the the, the common boots. I know Chell wears the Jocko boots, yeah, Origin boots. Uh, but you want to find a pair of boots that actually looks is is useful, very comfortable, and also looks the part. Well, there's something about like industry industry standard, you know. One other thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know how many other things there are. One other important thing to note is uh, there's just some funny nuances here. Stickers on hard hats. I've seen some people, there's one person in particular that I think think about. They're probably not listening to this podcast right now. They're not really around anymore. They get a new hard hat and they slap stickers all over the damn hard hat day one. And I talked about Jake, talked to Jake Schmidtline about this the other day. Stickers are a rite of passage. And so the more jobs you do, the more stickers you typically have on your hard hat. Sure. Because especially with in general contracting world or quarries or whatever it may be, you you get stickers as far as site specifics when you complete a site specific or specific um, job site um, or safety orientation, whatever it is. So the more stickers someone has on a hard hat, typically the longer they've been around. Yeah. They've been around the block. Now with us, you know, it's you just kind of run into stickers as you travel with the different companies we work with. Mm-hmm. But just for my hard hat, for example, it means a lot to me because every sticker on the hard hat has a story to it. You're not just, I collected a bag of stickers. It's not, and I don't just put every sticker I get on my hard hat. It's, it's, it's thoughtful. It means something to me. And I want, and people pick up on that. And, and, and so when people see my hard hat, I hope they do realize like, okay, this motherfucker's been around. And he has been to a lot of sites that I have not maybe been to, mm-hmm. or he is well-traveled. And there's a, a sense of respect formed there without me having to say anything. Um, so just be thoughtful about that. You know, the longer you're here, the more stickers you collect in your hard hat. And that means something. And that means you've done shit. So if you find stickers that mean something to you, like, man, I, you know, with Chase, I rebranded Vite. I got this new Vite sticker. And man, I'm really, really stoked about it. Yeah. You earned it and, and put it on your damn hard hat. That's pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. But don't overdo it. Well, it's kind of like college football. You know, the, a lot of college teams, they'll, you get a sticker for I don't know, any number of like good plays during the game or something that's recognized in practice. And it's not just, hey, give us $5 and we'll give you a pack of stickers. You know, those are Correct. two separate things. And I think that makes a lot of sense um, for the hard hats too. I don't yep. have any on mine. Well, we need to get you maybe one or two. Well, I just get a little. I've gone like the opposite way. It's like, what, what, what if I put one on there that is not legit? Well, I wouldn't be worried about that. This is all <laughs> like this episode. I cannot stress more that it's a dichotomy. You can go too far in either directions. And I guess to illustrate that point, my truck is a really good example of it. And it sounds ridiculous, but I chose the F two fifty very deliberately. Mm-hmm. I wanted a truck. That said, without a doubt, this guy's supposed to be here. Yep. Without having to say anything. But I didn't go too far so that people were like, fuck that guy. So if I would have got, and I want one, like something like a Ford Raptor or an F 450 Dually, or, or those are big ass trucks, even an F 250 <laughs> Platinum. And I don't know if you guys know any of this terminology, but an F 250 Platinum is like the highest trim package. Mm-hmm. Even if you show them a truck like that, it starts to erode your credibility. Yeah. 
But my truck, you know, I put the grill guard on it. I put the headache rack on it, the lights, the fire extinguisher, the the really tasteful branding. It's supposed it's just it's supposed to be there. Yep. So when it rolls up on a job site, I do not get questions. I can roll up on a job site. No one's going to even talk to me when I roll up in a truck like that. Yep. A lot of times. But if I were to drive up in a, sorry to give Prius, Prius drivers shit. If you're to drive up in a job site in a Prius, you are going to have to answer some questions and you are on the back foot because now you have to prove that, yes, I'm in fact supposed to be here. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I don't, I don't know how to, I, I wish I could explain it better, mm-hmm. but I hope I'm illustrating these points. In, in in the right manner. I mean, there's just something about look like you're supposed to be there. Um, I mean, we do have multiple employees who drive a Prius. We do, and they will continuously get shit for yep. it. Yeah, I, that's a non-negotiable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you Prius drivers. I'm sorry, but I drive an F250 Platinum or a F250 6.7 liter diesel. I say it's the superior vehicle. How much of that has to do with because you were driving to job sites in a Camry? Or Corolla. I, I was so I was driving to a job site. Okay, so so the Camry goes both ways. Okay. So when I started out in construction, here's some anecdotes. When I started out in construction, I would drive my Toyota Camry to the job site. Mm-hmm. I worked with a bunch of Hispanic guys. Mo, a lot of these Hispanic guys, they're very frugal. Yeah. They they don't like to drive fancy cars. And uh, when I and this was in Arizona and Phoenix, so I was 18 years old. I was just a little baby kid. Driving a an almost brand new Toyota Camry, it, we bought it used. You know, and, and a Toyota Camry is a Toyota, it's not. I think we spent like fourteen grand on it, maybe. Yeah, and you can put five hundred thousand miles on it. Too. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's it's not. It wasn't a Mercedes like a lot of kids that I knew were driving, but it was a really nice car. It was a nicer car than they had. So I was I was embarrassed because I would drive up to the job site drive in in an almost new car, and they would you could tell that that put me on the back foot. Sure. And I wasn't like them. And so I had to prove myself with my hard work. And, and, and I could only do that after, you know, many weeks and months of busting my ass. And then they kind of brought me into the family. Yeah. We don't have the, 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 the luxury of spending a month earning people's trust. So we need to, when we do need to think about what we drive up in. Yep. So I was, when I started the business, driving around, driving California almost weekly, you know, I would drive the six hours out. I would start at two in the morning, drive the six hours out, shoot, and then drive back to Arizona. In a day? In the day. And Ugh. I did that a lot of times. And I recognized that driving up in a Toyota Camry to a job site is not the best look. So I need to go invest in this pickup truck. And that's why I bought the first pickup truck. That was, one of, that was my first major investment in the company because it's that important. It's not an ego thing. I don't need to drive this big ass pickup truck. Do I feel cooler driving it? Absolutely. But I could be very well driving my Toyota Camry with zero problems right now. Mm-hmm. That said, it's important to drive a pickup truck. Yeah. So, or with rental cars, I used to skip out and cheap out on rental cars. So I would get the cheapest rental car possible. Like, oh, it has four wheels. It gets me there. Who cares what I drive? Right. I mean, I don't need to go spend a lot of money on an SUV. Now there's practical reasons for an SUV. You know, we need to put our gear in it. But when we travel as a content team, we get we get SUVs now. Yeah. We get pickup trucks now. We want to show up in a vehicle that says we're supposed to be there and we know what the fuck we're doing. It's important. It, 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 you know, it may sound superficial coming into it from a different industry, but it is reality. Like I'm telling you, I've gotten so much shit for this over the years. I'm trying to save you from getting the same shit I have. Sure. Because 
it's character building, but it's also not very fun. Um, after Clay, I went to his first job site with BuildWit. Um, we talked like later that day. He's like, man, I kind of want to pick up truck. <laughs> I said, yeah. I feel like every parking lot I've ever driven into um, that we're going to, I'm like, usually I'm like, I've got this big black forerunner that's often the biggest car in a lot of driveways. And I pull in, I'm like, man, I'm just not manly enough. I'm just not tough enough. It's just, it's such a funny thing. <laughs> but even like the fire extinguishers on the truck, even the fire extinguishers yeah. are important because that says, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I can, I mean, I take my, I take my truck onto so many job sites that I, I don't know anybody there. I have zero permission. I'm just there out of, say, curiosity. Yeah. I just drive around. No one asks me a single question because it kind of looks like a boss's truck or somebody that like, it's like, fuck, that's, that's a nice truck. I don't, I don't even want to ask that guy what the hell he's doing here because he just seems like he's supposed to be here. Yeah. And, 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 and there's power in that too. Um, so again, I, I hope I'm illustrating the point that we're trying to make effectively here. I think you did. I'm with you. Great. Or uh, even when I worked in construction back in the day, I would always buy my the shirts I wore secondhand. So you, they would just like look. Yeah. I, I mean, I shit you not. Like it would be after I got shit for it the first summer, just just ripped apart. And getting ripped apart is a good thing. That means people like you. Sure. You need to go through it. But after getting ripped apart, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking look look like I'm supposed to be here. I'm sick of getting shit, and I can't grow this enormous handlebar mustache. So I need to do what I can. Yep. And that is like buying secondhand flannels and, and just stupid shit like that. Sure. Or taking my brand new hard hat and rubbing it around in dirt and scrap, scraping it up a little bit just so it's not brand new and shiny and you look like an asshole. Um, it's just, it's little details like that that go a long way. When I got my build with uh, like high vis t shirt, the one that has the black with the just orange and the build with logo, it's a pretty chunky t shirt. I was like, man. I need to run this over with my car a couple times. You gotta. I need you, it to look worked on. Gotta break it in <laughs> every time I get a pair of new boots. I'm like, oh shit! All right, now I have to. Now I have to break these things in, or like ask Chell. Like when we got the build with branded vests, I didn't. I didn't give up my original vest mm-hmm. for many, many, many months. You'd put. You'd put the time in because it's like it's faded just right. It's a little beat up. Got some grease stains on it. It says. I've been around the block mm-hmm. and I don't have to explain myself when I show up to job sites. Yep. And I, it's, it's just so funny. And then I had to get a brand new vest and then you just got to start getting that dirty. So I think that's, I think that's all we have to cover here. Yeah. We can ramble on and on and on and on about the subject, but we don't need to. I think we are set. Does that make sense to you it does. as a job site noob? Well, I think um, the biggest anxiety I had going into my first job site was I just like need somebody to tell me what do I wear? <laughs> How do I wear my PPE to not look like an idiot? Well, and, and we I feel just, like you basically hit it. But but and and I just really want to stress here, but it's also okay to be an idiot. Yeah. Like I I want people to be genuinely curious when they show up to job sites. Ask the simplest questions possible. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Cool. Um well Aaron, I appreciate you taking the time to record that. I think that's pretty helpful. Hopefully that helped people out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a big deal. Um, it's a big enough deal for me to say we need to sit down, record a 
internal podcast about this bad boy. Yeah. And hopefully that's that's helpful to people and hopefully will help you look your part when you show up to job sites. Until next time, folks. Yeah.